We're going to be real close to each other this time. Hi, my name is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Depression's Predicament Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank you for joining in on the show today. We're having some serious technical (laughs) difficulty because Jeanette don't know her Facebook password. I got kicked off Facebook earlier. I got blocked. Then I messed around, and now I don't know my password, so I've got to use my phone. So hopefully... Clients won't be calling in and interrupted as we could you like it just happened just now, my yeah. phone wrong. So that's probably gonna be one of the issues that we're gonna have. So I know you probably only see half of Brianna's head because my head is so big to where, <laughs> you know, unless we like Siamese twins, we both gonna be on at the mm-hmm. same time. And if we flip the phone, then it kind of It told us we couldn't. It says, like, enable to record sideways. Uh, so when you flipped it, it was, like, upside down, and we was, like, sideways, so we yeah. weren't able to do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know what? In the meantime, we just going to let it do what it do. And I know we got to get closer because a lot of times individuals, because of your soft voice, yeah. they can't <laughs> hear you. So we're kind of like we're sitting on a bus. So you might have to just scoot up a little bit closer. Yeah. And then that way they can hear you. So today is March the 3rd. And I'm waiting you. Oh, what's the third? I'm behind, <laughs> huh? Today, March 6th. Yeah. You know what? I am so out of it, Brianna, because I didn't take my freaking nap today. Yeah. So, in honor of March, the month of March is considered Women in History Month. And in honor of such, we're going to be discussing and acknowledging women that have made a difference throughout history. Now, when we talk about history, we're talking about in the past, as well as in the present. And this is to motivate and encourage individuals because as individuals and women have made their mark in history, they have opened the door and the pathway for many individuals to be able to step in and carry the torch, okay? Now, I know, Brianna, when I was thinking about women in history past, I was thinking about Michelle Obama being the first black African-American first lady. I was thinking about um, the, the vice president, even though she ran for president first to kind of open up the floodgate, even though Hillary Clinton ran for president first. And we have had a woman run for president before but didn't get as far as Hillary. So these are, when we start talking about women in history, they kind of gave us some insight to, you know what, I can do it too. You know, yeah. kind of like that song, you can do it too, punch another 47. See, you probably don't know nothing no, about I that. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was know. one of those little childhood songs we used mm-hmm. to sing in elementary school, you know, you can do it too, punch another 47. So, <laughs> but the thing is, when we start talking about this, a lot of times when we think about women in history, we don't even realize that our own mothers, yep. our sisters, yep. our aunties, our grandmothers. Because I know when I talk about or I think about my grandmother, I know she made her mark in history with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Even my mother, I think about my mother as we look at in memory of Regine Sistrunk, it's crazy because I've had clients come in this office and see that picture and be tripping thinking, uh, Yeah, what do you got to picture yourself in memory of? I'm like, that is not me, okay? (laughs) So we don't even think about that because even we start talking about sacrifices and the sacrifices that they made, and often individuals, they make sacrifices and they haven't even been acknowledged. You know, when you think of, they say childbirth is as close as a woman comes to death. Mm -hmm. And every time I see that boy, I'm going to kill him. (laughs) 
walking in my office, I'm like, ooh, you get on my nerves. You know, but the thing is, that's a sacrifice that many mothers make is yeah. raising their children and making that sacrifice. And not only, like I said, our, our mothers, our sisters, our female cousins, or whatever the case may be, when we start talking about sacrifice and what is considered a sacrifice in life, now, when we talk about that, that usually applies to doing something or giving up something. You know, what have some of these women gave up? They gave up time. They gave up a whole lot in order to be able to get to where they were. There's a motion at my front door. I don't know who at my door, but okay. <laughs> so, and not only are they um, giving up something or making a sacrifice, the word is also used during or doing good for others and sometimes taking a short-term loss. You know, I didn't think about all the years that I spent obtaining my education. People have asked me, well, Jeanette, how long did it take you to get your degrees? I never really added it up at first, but I had started pursuing college when I got out of high school. Then I, I gave myself a break right after I had my children, and I made a promise to myself that, when my youngest daughter went to preschool, I was going to go back to college, and then I obtained certificates and, you know, I had degrees in accounting and, and freaking law enforcement and administration of criminal justice, and I didn't realize the sacrifices that I was making, but I always knew that I wanted more. I always knew that I wanted, that I deserved more. I always knew that. And even when we started talking about that, I think about, Maybe some of the places I didn't get to go because I had to go to school or some of the events that I may have missed of my children because I was at school because I was driving a school bus in the morning, getting up at 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning. I ain't going to say I check that bus out every day. I've been retired for over 20 years, so it don't matter. Now I can't get in trouble because I was too sleepy to check that stuff out. But I would leave work and go to school, pick my kids up, go to school, still coach basketball, still do baseball, still, you know, do Boys and Girls Club, I mean, um, Boy Scout, when my son was in, I still did all that. I never wanted to do Girl Scout. <laughs> my daughter was so, no, not Girl Scout, was it Girl Scout? What is it that the girls do? Yeah, Girl Scout. My daughter was so mad at me because I did not want to do Girl Scout because I didn't want to sell Girl Scout cookies. So I probably would have <laughs> ate them all. But it's hard. They have to do like this, there's like a sale thing they have to hit and like, no. That's, that's my daughter was like, you did, you you basically did the um, Boy Scout for my son because I didn't mind arranging trips and doing that, working with a bunch of boys. Mm-hmm. But when it came to what you were work with, working with a bunch of girls, I did not want to do Girl Scout. <laughs> I did not want to sell no Girl Scout cookies because yeah. I probably would have ate them all. <laughs> so, but the thing is, when we start talking about that, we take a short-term loss in return for a greater power or gain, mm-hmm. and we didn't even realize it. It's just like when I got in touch with USC School of Social Work and they told me that you wanted to do an internship, yeah. I said, you know what? I like being at home, but let me go and get up off this house. And, and I did that. Yeah, and, I know, and I know Thank sometimes you. it gets on your nerves. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. But I, I think that was my way of helping someone because I knew that what I do, I have a lot to offer, and I don't yeah. mind sharing what I know yeah. by exposing individuals to the clientele that I have. So if people come to me and they say they want to start their own business, I don't mind sharing what I know because 
somehow I had the favor of God that opened up the doors for me that I didn't even know what direction I was going in to now I'm able to help others go in that same direction. And I never realized it because I never viewed it as a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I looked at it as a pleasure and a joy considering that I was doing it. It wasn't until one day, and I'm not making this all about me, which my kids always say, you're always talking about you. (laughs) Until one time I was nominated for some awards, and it was women making a difference. Mm -hmm. And one day I was sitting in my computer room, and I looked over, and I saw how I was awarded a award by a senator. I'm like, dang, they thought about little old me, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm making a difference. I, I didn't know. Yeah. And so when we start talking about the month of March, talking about women in history, I might go down in history as yeah. a woman that was in business in Orange County that have done a – never really thought about it that way when yeah. I first pursued it. Yeah. So when it comes to women in history, what comes to your mind with women in history? I don't know, when I first was thinking about it, when we were talking about sacrifice and women, I immediately thought of my mom. Mm-hmm. I get a little closer, even though I'll my breath thank you. Know, I just <laughs> no, ate some whole food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought of my mom because um, not only did she sacrifice for me and my family, but she also served in the military for 20 years. Um, so she sacrificed, you know, her time serving the country and mm-hmm. then just everything that my siblings and I have is because of, like, both my parents just, like, putting aside their their hopes and dreams or whatever to, like, help us. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't be going to school, especially at USC. Like, girl, that is expensive. Mm-hmm. expensive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm very appreciative for my parents. But, yeah, my mom definitely you know, and it's, it's interesting, um, not only am I, and I always use the same words over and over again, I remember you, you brought up something with my daughter. When my daughter was going to college, I, I'm i new at this. I'm, you know, I, I can't wait for my kids to get 18, yeah. and I didn't realize that once they got became an adult, you are an adult longer than you are a child, and the sacrifices that I've had to make with my children as young adults. And when my daughter went to college, I was at one point paying out of pocket every yeah. month in the dorm fees and paying for this and paying for that. And the things that I had to do, even when at times when I had didn't have the money, I tried yeah. to make a way. Yeah. You know, because that's one thing about making a sacrifice. You're going to make a way out of no way. Yeah. You know what they say, how to turn a dollar into 15 cents. You know, when you got 15 cents and you make it a dollar, yeah. some of them cliches you might not know because you're <laughs> much younger than I am. But um, one day we were... I think we was cleaning out the patio, mm-hmm. and I found something that my daughter wrote. And I got it at home. I'll bring it to you one day. And when I read it, and it's a, it was a reflection of something she had to do on a class assignment, mm-hmm. and it just brought me to tears because I never realized, because she never really just said just a really thank you, Mom, yeah. but I never realized how she really felt and what she thought of me as a mother and how she paid attention to some of the things. You know what, Reggie, come here for a minute. I've got a question for you since you're in there. I know. I want you to come here, please. I'm going to make him join the show, too. He just got to stand behind us. So I don't want to hear all that. When you think of women in history and women in history, what comes to your mind about the sacrifices that some women have made? Even in your family, even in the community, even in teacher with teachers, what comes to your mind with, because the month of March is considered Women in History Month. 
What is somebody or a woman that you think of or can think of that you know that have made a mark in history in the, in the past or currently in your life that you see making marks in history? When you say history like that, I, I think of like Rosa Parks and stuff like that. You got to speak a little louder because they might not be able to hear you. You think of when you, when, I, when you mentioned history, I think of stuff like Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, so you think of Rosa Parks. Why Rosa Parks? Because you catch the bus. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> I always antagonize him because he know why. So, but no, but why do you think of Rosa Parks? The first woman come to your mind is Rosa Parks. Why is that? Because the first thing you mentioned was history. Mm-hmm. So you think of the past. You know, and some people would say Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman. Freeing the slaves yeah. and standing up there with shotguns. No yeah. nonsense. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. There's, mm-hmm. I was thinking Jane Addams. She was... The, one of the women that started social work. Mm-hmm. She started the the mental health uh, the mental health um, hospitals and the and working with criminals in jail to get therapy. She was like the first woman to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think about. Okay, you know, as I'm sitting up here thinking, I'm looking at my hair, looking all tub. I think about the woman that made the pregnant <laughs> home. You know, she kind of took up the work. <laughs> then you got perms, and then people start suing folks. How much you can get cancer? But, but you know what? There's a lot of women that have done a lot of things. Yeah. From somebody, I'm thinking about Shirley Chisholm. Was that her name? I don't know. It was a woman named Shirley. I probably have to Google her name. But Shirley Chisholm was another one that. Um, that have made some difference. Now, I, you know what? I just went on to internet, and it talks about Jane um, Austen. Mm-hmm. She was born in 1775. She died in 1817. She was pretty long. Um, and Frank Maya Angelou was another woman that made a difference. Yeah. You know, because I remember being in college and um, studying. I think it was contemporary arts or something where we had to read um, literature and mm-hmm. poetry and reading some of the things, not only of Shakespeare, but just Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. You know, when Angelou basically talking about somebody tell you who they are, show you who they are, please believe them. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people have invested into us, planted seeds into us, and sometimes we don't give them their flowers while they're alive. We think about it once they pass on it and they no longer here, and we need to do better with that. Another one besides Maya Angelou, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. There was a lot <laughs> just. Yeah, she did. But look how long she was queen. She was queen for a very, very long time. She did not want to give up that torch. (laughs) You know, Catherine the Great, um, uh, Reggie uh, Reggie talked about Rosa Parks. You know, and then we got Oprah Winfrey. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, we got a lot of actresses. And so if you're out there and you want to join in on a show and you want to share about somebody you know that may have a woman that have made a difference in your life in regards to history. And like I said, it could be your mother. It could be your auntie. It could be your grandmother. You know, for many, 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 many years growing up, you know, my perception of my father and mother's Willow Brooks was different from maybe, you know, my aunties and uncles and stuff growing up because my grandmother was a Jehovah's Witness. I've never seen her do anything wrong. And even though I was one of them kids that would drive that woman crazy mm-hmm. and reading the Watchtower was a punishment because she <laughs> would punish me by making me read them books, mm-hmm. I saw her make a difference in a lot of areas, even with just raising seven kids and the things that she did and the sacrifices that she made for her family. You know, we had a lot of women back in the day whose parents were 
maids. They were seamstress. They were they cooked for other people. Don't nobody want to be nobody's maid now. I said, well, you were sneezing. I said, do I got a vacuum and dust? I'm like, I don't want to do all that. <laughs> but, you know, these are some of the jobs and the positions that these women held, and they made a difference in people's lives because they taught their family good work ethics, no matter how tired they were. I remember my last husband used to say that his mom worked as a maid and would go clean other people's house but would still come home and make sure that they ate, Dinner, breakfast was done, clothes was ironed, and food was, house was clean. I'd be like Reggie. I'm tired. I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> but they didn't get the chance to do that. And that's where it makes a big difference. This phone, I know people don't know that I'm on the air, but that's okay. So talking about some of the things, what is what a teacher? You have a teacher that you know that's a female that you would like to give a shout-out to that you feel is a woman making a Different? Oh, that's so hard because I feel like I've had so many teachers, like women teachers in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the one that made an impact for sure was my AP literature teacher in high school. She just brought, like, like energy that was, like, funny and, and but also learning. So mm-hmm. it was, like, more of an enjoyable um, atmosphere instead of, like, the boring, like, reading and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she just brought a different personality to teaching, and, yeah, she's still very cool, and I follow her on Instagram and all that stuff, so she's cool. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of, like, like really someone impactful, like really, really, you know. You know, I remember being in elementary school. I had a principal named Miss Cannon. I still remember Miss Cannon's name. Mm-hmm. I had a teacher named Miss Greco. I mm-hmm. still remember a lot of my, and I've been out of school ooh, for over 40 <laughs> some years, but you know what? It's elementary funny. school, but I still remember the name. You can always remember the teachers, yeah. That made an impact mm-hmm. in your life, yeah. you know. I remember the neighbors. If I was to talk about women in history, I always talk about Miss Porter's. Miss Sarah Porter's, mm-hmm. because I remember when I became a social worker, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to be a social worker. My mother used to say, Jeanette, they kill social workers. I'm like, why they kill social workers? <laughs> what I do. And I would go into the homes, and I would use my personality. But I'll never forget the first day I walked into that woman's house, she looked at me and said, you ain't going to be here long. I'm like, well, what, 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 what I do? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you say to that? <laughs> you know what? I didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't say nothing. But this woman was very instrumental in my life. She exposed me to a lot of different things because she was also a pastor. So she would take me to, like, if Howard Hewitt or Chante Moore was having a a, um, a release party for an album release party because she was part of Harmony Records and Sony Records because she had a friend that was in the industry. And even though I was her social worker, she would invite me to things, and she also, after I left Hannah's Children's Home, which they were owned and operated by women, mm-hmm. she would still stay in my life. She was still in my life, you know. But the one thing that would drive me crazy was mm-hmm. my mother couldn't stand her because my mother thought she was trying to replace her. So my mother was kind of a negative person, mm-hmm. but she had good qualities about her, but it was it was a jealousy spirit. Mm-hmm. But... um. Sarah Porter's played a very valid role in my life. And the only thing, like I said, that would drive me nuts is when I would go to her for answers, she would never give me an answer. She'd give me a book. And I'm like, 
I've been punished all my life with reading. You're yes. going to make me read a freaking book. I don't want to read a book. Just give no. me the answer. Yes. She wouldn't do that. And even in this office and at my home, I got books that I was given by this woman. And one book was How to Succeed. No, not How to Succeed. It was um, How to Stay Calm, Cool, and Collected. And it was a book for businesswomen. I'll say, I'm a social worker. I don't need this book. And when I opened the book one day, it said, this book may be helpful today, tomorrow, or 10 years from now, or for the rest of your life. So she planted that seed. And I'll never forget when she had wanted to, I told her I didn't know how to pray. Mm -hmm. And she gave me Iyana Von Zant's book, Every Day I Pray. She gave me, and I was always wondering, why are you trying to connect me with Oprah? Why are you trying to connect me with Iyana Von Zant? Why are you? And then one day I went home. And I was watching Iyana Fix My Life, and I called her. And I, I'm glad before she passed or transitioned, I had the ability to tell her, thank you. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I said, why did you always keep, you know, want me to meet these people? I said, I was watching Iyana Von Zant, you know, Iyana Fix My Life. I said, I could have done that. She said, baby, why do you think I was trying to get you hooked up with them? Mm-hmm. I never knew. She saw in me what I didn't even know, I wasn't even aware of. And she was opening up these floodgates. So even by the time I started doing um, podcasts, because my clients used to tell me, Jeanette, you know what, you're fun, you're funny, you're entertaining, you're educational. Why don't you just be sourceful? Why don't you start a podcast? I didn't even know how to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. And when I got called by Voice America to do a podcast, they wanted me to do one on health and wellness. Really? <laughs> I don't exercise, and I don't eat healthy. What the hell am I going to talk about? <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody how to be P-H-A-T, because Jeanette got two life t- two memberships to the gym and ain't been to not one this whole doggone year, and you want me to do something on health and wellness? Maybe in the aspect of mental health and wellness as, like, you know. Healthy. I don't know what that one was talking about, but <laughs> apparently – I went on, I said, well, you know what, I could talk more about relationship stuff. I could talk mm-hmm. about, and I was telling you how I was running around like a chick with my head cut off until she'll say five, four, three, two, one, and then boom. Mm-hmm. And I had a passion for it. Yeah. But my clients have been telling me, now you got my nose itching. I told you I need to duck and clean here. <laughs> um, my clients was the one that was telling me to start a podcast. And then even with public speaking, mm-hmm. people were, I like to talk. I may not remember everything I say, but I like to talk. And when I went through it, I'm going to talk about Keandra Jackson, and hopefully she'll call in. You know, I call her my little mini-me. But when she had her Coin Crew Academy, most of the stuff she was teaching me I already knew about. I just didn't know how to find the link for the speaking engagements. And I had um, connected with someone from Speakers Lab, and they said, well, you know, Jeanette, you can go – and speak to individuals with large corporations. I said, not me. They said, you've been a business owner for over 10 years, which it has been over 15 now. I didn't realize that I started with the Center for the Treatment of Condition, the Center for the Treatment of Addiction back in 2005. I almost had 20 years of being a business owner mm-hmm. and did not know it, had no clue, because <laughs> I didn't know an LLC from an S-Corp to a C-Corp. So they was telling me, and he was explaining to me how you can go and empower and encourage women to start their own business, which I was doing, but I had no idea I could develop that platform. So sometimes you really don't know. So, you know, sometimes we say gone but not forgotten. 
So we don't want to forget these individuals that have, you know, opened up a door or yeah. stuck their foot on, mm-hmm. stepped on somebody's toes to yeah. say, uh-uh, you yeah. ain't going to tell me. Because my thing was, growing up, I didn't like being told no. Mm-hmm. And my mother told me no was the answer just like yes. You ain't telling me no. <laughs> I'm going to do what the hell I want to do. You ain't, I don't like no. <laughs> so, but my pastor, Dan Estelle, taught me a different way of looking at it. Yeah. He would say, delayed but not denied. So a lot of times people felt that they were denied opportunities. Mm-hmm. The opportunities weren't denied for you in some cases because there are things with redlining, discrimination, we, we get all of this stuff, and but it starts in your head. But I learned that it may not be time right now, but that doesn't mean that you're never going to get it. Because mm-hmm. I never thought I was going to be owning a business, and now I own two. When I had to do the the cards in the book, I wrote both my chapters in three hours. I waited to the last minute. <laughs> and everybody said, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. I'm going to write the book. I'm going to write the book. I'm going to get my talk. I'm going to do all that. But I've been procrastinating. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the ways that, because you want to be a social worker. Yes. What are some of the ways you want to make a difference in the lives of others? Oof, that's hard because I I'm still trying to figure out exactly. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want to go into. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I like um, working in the military population because of my parents. I like working um, with within criminal justice because that's just something I'm interested in. Um, but I also like I have passions for other things like photography and fashion, like stuff like that. So and traveling, so I don't know how to like incorporate all of that together. So I'm still trying to figure out, you know. How See, I'm a thinker. I'm a thinker. <laughs> As you talked about the military, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you can do. They have what's called military one source. Not military mm-hmm. one source, but inflac. Being an inflac, and I was an inflac before. Mm-hmm. You can travel all over the world and mm-hmm. work on different at different bases, working with military families and their dependents, mm-hmm. as well as the personnel, and you can also be attached to a unit. It's called mm-hmm. an implant. And the pay is great. It's really great. Okay. So I did mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about criminal justice, and not just only criminal justice, the FBI be hiring, and there's mm-hmm. an age criteria, but if you have a degree in psychology, you can go into the FBI. I think you cannot be older than, older than 35. Mm-hmm. And you can go into that route within a criminal justice center, I mean, criminal justice system. But there's also things you can do within law enforcement by being part of a crisis response team, you know, with your degree. I learned so much, even though now I'm older and I'm limping and I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm close to retiring again for the second time. But I've been doing this for so long, I didn't realize how many opportunities was available. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget, because I I was a legal person. I wanted to be a lawyer Mm -hmm. and retire as a judge. That was my whole thing. Jeanette, go be a freaking judge. Mm -hmm. And I did not, when I had the opportunity to go to law school, I kind of backed out, because I'm like, ooh, that's a lot of reading. See, reading (laughs) is a punishment for me. And you know that you don't see me read nothing. (laughs) I may go, I don't want to read all of that. And um, I tried to go take the shortcut way, so I went back and got my other degrees. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget sitting in my in my class in the master's program, and the teacher asked me, what do you want to do with your degree? And I said, well, well I guess I'll be a criminal psychologist. Mm-hmm. 
She said, you in the MFCC program, Marriage mm-hmm. Family Counseling. I said, who? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even like being married. How the hell am I supposed to people that's married? I don't. I was like my dad when we were talking about a nonprofit organization. He said, why would I start a company if I ain't going to make a profit? I said, oh, Lord, you're just so ignorant. <laughs> but I did not know what I was doing, but I didn't know the opportunities that existed even as a marriage family therapist. And even I have to educate other people because they'll call me and say, oh, you just specialize in couples and counseling. No, no, that ain't what I do. I do mental health. I work with children. I work. I do behavioral. I do a lot of things, but people, some people just don't know. Yeah. So that's what I mean by making a difference in the lives of others. I just believe in encouraging, inspiring, and empowering. You know, I got a um, another, I called her a sister from another mother, Dr. Lisa Romaine, and I know that she has to go up towards Sacramento. I'm, I've always been good at spotting talent. Mm. I pick up on people's strengths as well as their weaknesses, and I try to help them and encourage them by what they're good at by placing them in the right directions. And I always knew that Lisa was good at organization. Mm-hmm. Meetings. I go to a meeting, I fall asleep. I cannot. <laughs> Girl, I go to a meeting, my eyes get the rolling all in the back of my head. I be looking like I'm possessed in here, but I go to sleep. They bored it all to me. I go to sleep. Yeah. But I knew she was good at that, and I commend her because she's president of CAV, mm-hmm. which is a coalition for um, marriage and family therapists, and they're making laws and doing legislations and doing. Mm-hmm. And I knew she would be good at that, and I kind of bullied her to try to mm-hmm. get her over there, and she was like. Well, Jeanette, um, that means you got to come teach at Palomar. Now, I've applied at Palomar, and they ain't let me in. But I do not want to teach because I don't want to grade no papers. I'm going to be late. I don't want to walk around no campus. I don't want to do all of that. But I was obedient because we made a deal. If I do this, you do that. I talked her into opening up a business. Now she kind of like want to back out. But I'm like, you know what? This is not part of the plan. Part of the business model was to hire people to work for us so we can work smarter and not harder to mm-hmm. where we can open up opportunities to give people jobs yeah. and create opportunities for other people to help them to be able to open up their own company. It's like when you ask me, well, do you think you're going to get a bigger office? I'm like, I just came from down the street. I had this little <laughs> office where nobody's in there but me, you know. <laughs> i got to pay all that rent on leases, on buildings. But mm-hmm. I will eventually do that again because I know either my – granddaughter or her mother is going to have to be running these companies, or maybe you. Somebody got to do J.A. Precious yeah. while somebody do the Center for the Treatment of Addiction mm-hmm. so I can sit at home or I can travel all over the world speaking. Yeah, That's what I plan on doing mm-hmm. to help individuals in these areas. Now, sacrifices. What are some of the sacrifices that you didn't even realize you made just to get to where you are today? Oof. I say, you know, you could be interviewed. I know. Well, no, I just haven't thought about, like, at least my sacrifice. I, I would say mine are kind of minimal because I still feel like you get in the camera. I still feel like I have, I'm really just worrying about myself. It's mostly been, like, my parents sacrificing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically it's, like, very minimal. I think I've sacrificed, like, at least time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if my friends are, you know, out having fun or my peers are doing whatever, um, and I'm, like, at home studying, and I'm getting my, you know, whatever I need to do to get my um, MSW. So I feel like that is one of my sacrifices is, like, mm-hmm. you know, seeing other people already have their lives together, but then mm-hmm. I'm still 
doing what I have to do. So, um, yeah, it's not, not too much sacrifice for me, but I can see, like, right now it's mostly, like, time and effort. Got you. And, yeah. Because it takes a lot of time. Now, we got yeah. a caller calling in. Let me log on this caller. Clicked on here. Okay. Caller. Hi. Number ended in 4-4. We're talking about sacrifices. And like I said, March, the month of March is Women in History Month. When it comes to women in history, who would you say or who would you like to acknowledge and honor during the month of March for a woman that you believe has made a difference in your life, encourage, empower, or whatever it is that they did? Who would you like to say? I'll talk about. Well, good afternoon, Miss Jeanette. How, How you are doing? You? I didn't know that was you, Mama G. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I had to run an errand, and, I, and when I was driving, I said, "Oh my God, I gotta go back my show. <laughs> I gotta do my little show." Um, oh, in in history, um. Oh, that's a good question. I could say in my personal life, I mm-hmm. could, I've watched my mother um, in history. I would say Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. uh, now in the community, I like to give kudos to Ethel Buchanan mm-hmm. in Oceanside. She was the first African-American person to graduate from high school in this area. Wow, and I didn't she know that. She helped her husband build Shiloh um, Church God in Christ. And mm-hmm. her son was a pro. One of her sons, Willie B. Cannon, became a pro football player. And so I know she sacrificed a lot to help her husband build his church. Uh, he was a bus driver. And she was the first woman to graduate, uh, African-American woman to graduate from Oceanside High School. So she paved the way for for other future African-American kids to have a good education at Oceanside High. Mm-hmm. So I would give kudos to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mother, uh, she had two disabled children. And so she had to be an example of how to be a parent to two special children. And I admired her for that because she put her children in everything and kept them inactive. In fact, she started um, a boys' uh, Cub Scout troop at his uh, school for special need kids. So she was a dead mother. So. I remember I did kudos to her. Even though she was a songwriter and a singer, she took time out to help her children in Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. And well, then you I know, guess on the next, go ahead. No, I'm just going to finish. I'll let you finish, and I'll, tell you, I'll say what I was going to say. Uh, and, and on the National Hero Now, well, there's three black women, Michelle Obama, uh Khadija Jackson, who's on the Supreme Court, and uh, Vice President Harris. So those are women that I look up to um, as far as as paving the way for us. Uh And so, and what I do in the community, go ahead. Uh 
Well, what I was about to say so, is when you said not only that, I thought about the lady in Los Angeles. We have the first female black um, female mayor in L.A. too. Oh, yeah, Karen Bass. Oh, she has my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yes, Karen Bass. Karen Bass. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I, I worked for Tom Bradley when he became the first black mayor in, in, in Los Angeles years ago. Mm-hmm. So, That's true. I, and you know what, um, and I honor you as a woman in history that made a difference because even though you you got to, you came to Oceanside, I believe, before me, because I came to Oceanside in 86, and I met you around that time, but I believe you was already living in Oceanside. But you've yeah. done a lot, a lot in regards to opening up doors for individuals that have disabilities, uh, being a mother of a daughter who started off with the Lion King, you know, of your son, the one, you know, your son had passed, the one even when he was going to Army-Navy Academy. You did a lot to make sure that young men were educated, that they learned how to be men. You taught women how to be women. I used to listen to you about even being married, you know, so you have done a lot that a lot of people may not even gave you credit for. And did I remember when you were sick, I was like, oh, my God, let her make it through. You know, you've inspired and cursed even me, even though I was a crazy bus driver. And, uh, <laughs> and you watched me go through a lot of stuff to where I am today. We've known each other and didn't even realize the marks that we have made even in Oceanside and that's with other it. people in the Well, that's it. Yep. So I, I need you to set May 20th aside because I'm having a post-Mother's Day tea May 20th at the mm-hmm. Brick and Tea Treats in Oceanside. Okay. All right, then. Just send me the information. You know with me, hey, you let me know. I'll do the best I can. But, yeah, I don't have a problem with, with being there May 20th. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, in fact, um, it's been quite a journey. Um, I'm a 501c3 with the Rory Graham Dream Foundation, and I had a rich white man told me I wasn't good enough or, or I didn't have enough clout to get a building in my son's name or get a scholarship mm. in my son's name. So I had to form a foundation, but now... I'm, I learned by trial and error. I didn't know a, a nonprofit could be a member of the uh, Chamber of Commerce. So now mm-hmm. I'm a member of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce where I'm, I'm getting support. And hopefully mm-hmm. in a few years I will have at least $50,000. Mm-hmm. But see, I, be, I, be, I was throwing fundraisers but putting more money in and not making enough money. I would make enough money to keep the foundation going, but not a huge profit. But now mm-hmm. that I know the insights of how to get in Chamber of Commerce, um, and I still do my dress for success for the boys at um, General Murray High School in Vista, where, you know, this year, this will be my seventh year, and I've closed over 500 boys with shirts and ties. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you 
Karen, one of the things I want to say is, as a woman, and even being a businesswoman, we were not privy to a lot of information because no, we it's weren't. like now this is a man's world. You know, we're supposed to stand on a sideline. We're not supposed to. When I think about all that I've been through in Orange County, and it's been almost 20 years, 20 years, and you know all that I went through in Oceanside with the school district. Oh, yeah. And I've been yeah. retired. I haven't drove a bus since 1997. So, and I get paid for the rest Ooh. of my life. But uh, Karen is crazy. And I didn't realize it had been that long. I actually yeah. retired in 1999, but I haven't drove a bus since 1997. So, but it paved the way. Now, you got people that are still driving because maybe they still want to drive after they've been working there all that long. That just it was not for me. But when I moved to Oceanside, you either worked for the Oceanside School District, you worked for NCTD, you worked for the Santa Ana Free Nuclear Plant, or you was in the military. I had exactly. to do Well, I chose to work for the school district down the school bus until it was time for me to transition. But do you know that right. people still remember me with Oceanside Unified School District and how the fights and the battles that I went through? And you know my girl, i, I got to say her name, Carol Dillard, was one that, that was my go-to when she came to the school district because she taught me a lot. I'll never forget she was interviewing me for a position. I had on a dress that was a good luck dress for me because it was a dress I wore to my grandmother's funeral, and my family liked blue. So I'm interviewing as an um, interventionist officer. That woman looked at me and told me, don't you ever walk in my office with a split that high. She said, you should have individuals look at you as far as what you know and what's in your head, not your thighs. I didn't get offended. I didn't get mad, and I respected her for that. And even when I had got married one time, I had her officiate my wedding because I had respect for her because most people wouldn't have told me that. What was you about to well, say, Karen? I had a, yeah, well, I had an encounter with her. But it wasn't a good one until she found out who my daughter was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she, she had an opinion of me by someone else's opinion. Mm-hmm. And so when she heard my daughter speak at St. John Missionary Baptist Church, she came to her, she says, oh, you are so beautiful and so intelligent. Oh, I know your mother and father are very proud of you. She looked at she looked at her and go, Yeah, she is. You know my and she goes, I would love to meet your mother. And you know, my daughter looked at her like, You don't know who my mother is? Are you serious? <laughs> no, I do not know your mother. I would love to meet your mother. Take her out to lunch. And Laura looked at her again, she said, He's serious. And I stood over in the corner, and she said, no, I really don't, I really do not know your mother. Your mother has done a wonderful job with this. And she said, my mother is Karen Williams Grant. She turned three shades of red. <laughs> well, like I said, mm-hmm. Carol Dillard Brooks is and one so that so, 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 so you can't judge a book by its cover. You have to read the book. Correct. That's true. And, so and you now, 
Because mm-hmm. she didn't even used to say hello to me. Mm-hmm. Now she has utmost respect for me. And then when Roy Jr. died and she saw thousands of people come to his services, oh, dear. Hi, Karen. How are you? I get those sentences now. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've always utmost respect for her because she is one that will call me on my stuff in a heartbeat with no ands, if buts about it. She, Jeanette, I'll be like, uh, what I do? <laughs> <laughs> and I learned a lot, and I appreciate her for the just the snippets and nibbits, and she made her history in Oceanside, even working for the Oceanside Unified School District, because she taught me that you don't have to be in front. People don't have to know who you are for you to sit on the sideline and still be able to make a difference because you go be heard and don't even have to be seen. And she taught me that. That's right. And I was That's able exactly to, right. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I was able to take that in Orange County to where I serve as CADVOC president, which is a coalition for domestic violence in Orange County, and I remember they kicked me out of that organization. Girl, probation <laughs> took my contract to kick me out the library, and now oh, I'm yeah. the president, twice, two times <laughs> president. And so people thought, well, Jeanette just want the power. Jeanette, no, I don't. I'm firm, but I'm fair, and I'm fair with everybody across the board. But it was their perception of me because I have right. a very strong personality right. to where I don't have to be loud. I don't have to fight. I don't have to I say what I mean. I mean what I say. And like when that man called me earlier for therapy, what did he say? You have a very upfront approach to people. <laughs> did he say that? Yes, he did. Oh, man. He said that's why I wanted to come back and I need you for family counseling because it's my wow. personality. But that's just how I am all the time. It's not personal. Right, because I did the same thing with my daughter. People wanted to interview me. I was like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm just her mother to take her places. No, you interview mm-hmm. her. Do not put me in the story, except for one magazine. When she went to the um, the Christian magazine, wanted me in the picture with her. And I said, okay. But other than that, I'm going to go. Mm-mm, not me, not me. I'm not one of the, and people would go, oh, you're a stage mom. I'm like, no. No, I'm not. Well, because I also you have to, you have to go acknowledge. Home. Yes. You I also want to acknowledge but women yeah, in my own life. Mm-hmm. Huh? I want to acknowledge my daughter, Letitia. I don't know if you saw on Facebook where I posted, because she went to this event with one of her um, friends who is an inspiring actress model. Her name is Ashana. But my daughter always go when Ashana does something, and I'm proud of Tisha. Remember, Tisha and your son used to play basketball together. Right. But Tisha turned out to be a beautiful, caring, loving, smart woman, and I am very proud of her. Even now, she works for the Orange County Sheriff Department. She told me one time, she said, Mom, you always wanted me in law enforcement. I wanted her to go work for the FBI, CIA, NSA. I wanted her to do something because I always knew she was smart. And I always knew her personality. She would go a long way. But she said, I did exactly what you want me to do. She said, but I get to come home every day. <laughs> In other words, I may not do 
wanted me to take, but I get to handle the money part. And I am very proud of her, very proud of her. And, you know, growing up, people thought because, you know, the colorism and then when she started gaining weight and people, but she is a beautiful African-American woman. And even when I would be the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, she sat on commissions for me with judges and other people when I had the um, thought, well, i got to get back involved if you want to do it, but in Oceanside they have what's called the SARP Review Board, which is the Student Attendance Review Board. I used to have her go to the Oceanside Police Department and connect with the school district of children that were truant and help their family with resources to help them be able to get the, the resources to get their kids and make sure their kids was going to school. So I didn't have to be on the front line. I didn't have to be the one, you know, ready to beat somebody inside the head and all that stuff, which I would. But I, I didn't have to do that. I would take people and put them in position so we can make all this work. That's it. Right, right. Yeah. You don't need and to so do they mark yes. So now we are, we are older and wiser, <laughs> mm-hmm. and now people want to pick our brains for everything. <laughs> that is true. That is so true, and that's why when people start writing books and consulting, like you say, I have a podcast. You have a podcast. We do a lot of different things. But if you think about thirty some years ago, Karen. We was just mothers, wives, going to basketball games. I was coaching, you know, like my daughter said, walking around with my little Daisy Duke shorts up. <laughs> when my daughter gave her, when my daughter gave my grandson his seventh birthday party, she said, "This is me looking like my mama in the nineties." I said, "Oh, you do." <laughs> she was just like me. <laughs> what was you about to say, Karen? No, I was just going to say, I remember those days because I used to, I was on the board for Tri-City Basketball mm-hmm. League, and I remember those Daisy Duke days. I was like, oh, here comes my sister. <laughs> you know what? And I did not pay that stuff no attention. You know, that was no, so, I, I mean, I was a board member at one point, and then I was coaching, and then I was, I, I never realized the sacrifices that I made and the people's lives that I encountered and the friendships that I developed and, I didn't know. I, I'm just doing something. I'm just raising kids. I, yeah. Want something done, right? Do it yourself. You know, I'm out there coaching baseball teams and all of that, all of that. But I'm grateful. Now, let's talk about some of the sacrifices that you know. Because when we talk about sacrifices, in most cases, it's given up time, sometimes money, energy, perfection. Our privacy, I see privacy was built wrong right there, and I know I didn't do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. But and when I say privacy, it's giving up privacy because the other night I got bored, I Googled my name. I'm like, really, y'all got me all over the internet like that? <laughs> I didn't do all of that. Because that's privacy. You would want to be and have a little privacy. People got access to you when you're out there making a difference. Mm-hmm. And also we make sacrifices within relationships. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. you got to be able to compromise or say communicate, compromise, have compassion. But when we make these sacrifices, what were some of the sacrifices? Because, and I'm going to say this, Karen, before I ask you this question. My mother used to always say, I did this, I did that. They would throw it up in your face. Yeah. You don't want that throw it up in your face. That's not a sacrifice 
when you're throwing it up in somebody's face. Yeah. But, you know, that was, a, in my opinion, that was a learned behavior because their parents said it to them, then they turned around and yeah. said it to us, and I walked five miles in the snow to make sure you – no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't snowing in there back then. I used to tell my children, um, your father produced it, but I nurtured you in my mm-hmm. body, and I went to the hospital and sacrificed my heartbeat, my muscles, to bring you in this world. So you have to obey me. Uh-uh, I used to, well, yeah. I, I, I used to tell them that. I was like, yep, your father planted the seed, but God mm. gave me the strength to nurture you. So if mm-hmm. I'm the nurture, you owe me, okay? And so my daughter <laughs> you know without, thought I was crazy. I got to laugh, Karen, because I, I thought about it when you said the Daisy Dukes and my daughter used to uh, my daughter reminded me of the I get back extra later clothes that I used to be able to fit when I you know did I was cute but I didn't know I was cute you know I was just dressing like that but um, I blame my daughter for a good for thirty some years if it wasn't for you I have a six pack mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you then I saw some pictures of me when I didn't have a mm-hmm. big belly mm-hmm. but she was already born I had to apologize and say. <laughs> You know, I think I got that good after you. <laughs> I can't blame you no more. I literally blamed it on my daughter. It was you left me with this gut. You? No, she didn't. I'm okay. So, no, I just go ahead. What were some of the sacrifices that you are now aware of that you can now say? you put these things aside to make sure that people in your life got to where they needed to be? What are some of the sacrifices you're aware of? I didn't have any me time. Like, I took Laura to classical piano, and after that I took Alpha to Special Olympics activities. And then when Roy came along, I took him to baseball, to uh, basketball, um, I didn't really have any free time until they went to my mother's for the summer. Mm-hmm. But, Carrie, we didn't even know what me time meant. What the hell was me time? I ain't never oh, heard of no, me time. No, no, no. I did. I don't remember until now. Back then, that stuff didn't even exist. We did what well, we thought no, we had. I have, to, I have to disagree. I knew my me time because... Right. My mother and my grandmother. So you have to understand, my mother worked in the entertainment business. So mm-hmm. she, her means, her, she would tell me her mean, her me time was when she do her entertainment because that's what she loved. And then mm-hmm. when she was a mother, that's what she had to do. But mm-hmm. her me time was things she liked to do. So <clears throat> I. I chose my me time with my girl support group at the church. Mm-hmm. See, I would go to the uh, mother's group, the young mother's group at the church, and that was my me time. And then we were in the girls, we would trade off the on the Wednesday night. One of us would watch the kids while we all went into the support group. And mm-hmm. then, so everybody rotated. So I knew my me time. 
And then when my kids got older, started at four to, yeah, they they went to my mother during the summer. And that's when I really had my free time. So I was privileged to have my me time. But for nine months of the year, it was no me time for me. It was school, taking them to lessons, taking them to sports activities. Mm-hmm. See, well, so like I said, for nine I didn't know nothing about no time. me time. My mama worked us like Hebrew slaves. <laughs> so because I was used to being on the go so much, I carried that into my 40s, and people started telling right. me older people, slow down, Jeanette, slow down, you're doing too much. So now I know how to relax. Now I know when I need to nap, I'm going to sleep. (laughs) When I need a break, I'm taking a break. I did not know that. I was just always on the go. I was like, Mm -hmm. I just kept going and going and going and going and going until I just be ready to pass out. But I also know now that that's not healthy mentally or spiritually. You've got to have balance. And we talk about the sacrifices that many women made. They really didn't understand balance. They really didn't have no balance. Mm-hmm. They were striving to for a cause yeah. and for a mission. Right, right, Because right. I was taught, I was taught, you had these children. Now you are responsible for these children. You are mm-hmm. required to. My father said you are required to make that make sure that they have the best that you can afford in every arena of their lives. Mm-hmm. That you is your that. goal as a mother. Karen, I remember when I first had Reggie, I wanted to go to a club because I thought I was grown. My mama said, you taking that baby to the club with you? <laughs> <laughs> I said, dang, really? <laughs> no, hey, hey, no. What's a good one is you go to the club and you tell the babysitter, do not let your two-year-old, or no, she was three, do not let your three-year-old answer the phone. Well, she let Laura answer the phone, and it was my mother. And she said, mm-hmm. Laura, baby, where's, where's mommy? Oh, I won't see mommy until tomorrow. What? Ooh. Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we ran out of time, and I know I got a 3 o'clock session. But I want to say, Karen, I thank you. I appreciate you for joining in and calling in and sharing as we talk about these sacrifices because we didn't get a chance to touch on a lot of different things and um, because many individuals have made sacrifices, and it's well worth it. When you can see the fruit of your labor, when you can later look back, even if they're looking down on us from heaven, wherever they are, whatever the case may be, and the things that they've done, you learn to appreciate life. You learn the right, beauty right, of life. Right learn to see things different, and one of the things that I've done is I've changed my perspective yeah. of some things. Right, you have to. You have mm-hmm. to. You have to. And I don't you mind giving of my time, my energy, my money, especially if I can make the difference by pouring into another person's life. I don't right. have a problem exactly. with that. And that's exactly. where I'm at now, but my mindset is different. So, like I said, I put it out there that if you want to talk about a topic of how these women have made a difference in your life, as we honor women in history during Women's History Month, give me, you want to share some information? 
you can reach out to me by email, by emailing me at JeanetteAbneyLMFT at gmail.com or PreciousPredicaments at AT&T.net because each topic we're going to talk about some different things. Now, I know tomorrow I want to talk about favor because, you know, favor ain't fair. And some people get favor mixed up with blessings or people say, I got the favor of God. Well, you may have just got some inheritance money or whatever the case may be. (laughs) Many individuals don't understand that concept. But we don't want to abuse things either when we start talking about favor. If you got favor in your life, don't take advantage of it or take it for granted. Okay? Okay. What time is it tomorrow? Tomorrow I'm going to be on at 6 p.m. In the evening. On the same number? Same number. It will be 6 p.m. Okay. I kind of change times around because people say that they're more available in the evening than they are in the afternoon or in the morning. So I try to make it convenient, and that's a sacrifice because mm-hmm. I go from seeing clients to doing a show to going right back to seeing clients. But I don't mind doing it because right. you never know right. what you may say or have said that may touch the lives and the souls of another individual. Right. Okay. Right. Right. I I need to send you the email about the tea because we're raising funds for the Roy Graham Jr. Scholarship Fund for Army Navy Academy. Okay. Email it to me at jabnylmft at gmail.com or post it on my Facebook thing on the Precious Predicament. Okay, how about this? How about if I just post it on on my name on my Ask Mama G page and you look at it there? That's fine. You did send me your email. I do have your email because you sent me the message. So I'll okay. send you what I can. Okay, sounds good. You know That's- when it was comes to modern technology, um, women in history, mm-hmm. our history is, I know neither one of us know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I get young <laughs> interns. <laughs> I'm hearing right you know all of that. <laughs> hey, wait a okay. I had to, to beg somebody to help to teach me how to do this stuff because I didn't know what to do. Oh, no. I, 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 I hear it because I go through the same thing, but we're going to be all right, okay? We're going to be all right. Okay, so tomorrow is six. Mariah right, 60, I love you. Take care, and I appreciate the things that you're also doing. Okay? Okay. All right, tomorrow at 6. Tomorrow at 6 p.m. And again, I oh, want to thank love you. you. Love you, too. Again, I want to thank you for joining us here at Pressure Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for your contribution, too, thank Brianna. You. you are definitely making a difference. Thank you. Okay? All right, thank you. See you tomorrow, 6 p.m. If you want to join in on the conversation, what? give us a call at 516 516- Three eight seven one nine one four. So until tomorrow, remember you got this. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye.